What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Entrust to Entrust, the E2E podcast. That's what it says on your whatever you're listening from, wherever you're listening from. It's good to have you guys back. We're here for, I feel like this is the start of season three. I don't, we're, we're kind of all over the place, but we haven't released in a little here. So we'll, we'll call this the start of season three. I think it'll call that in the app. Season, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Season 2.5. <laughs> yeah. And there, there are two other people here with me. It's Aiden and then Christine and David is yes. here. David is here. Um, Just a side note, this is the second take of this podcast. We started about two minutes ago and David was Jacob, but there is I, no Jacob here. <laughs> I'll, I'll try and answer to both. Ironically, if you roll back the tape, we seem to mention Jacob's name every time. Do we Just really? Just a quick side note. If you've been listening if along, you know, you know. he gets a quick Easter egg. In short, if you know, you know. But hey, all jokes aside, or all inside jokes aside, um, we're so happy to have you guys here and listening. And our just our biggest prayer with um, these podcasts is that it would just help you grow in your in your faith um, and just desiring God. Really, just a heartbeat's encouragement. Uh, we said it a lot, but I think it's just important to remind um, whoever's tuning in, wherever you're at, whether it's you're on your drive, your run, your plane ride. Um, yeah, we just really care about the things of, of God and just the things of heaven. And we want to just talk about it because it's the most important thing pretty much ever of all time. So definitely it's, yeah. Um, I'm gonna be honest. It's the end of a week here. Um, for me, I'm not, I don't know if people really chalk me up to be like an evening later night person. So it's a little outside the, the comfort zone sometimes. I don't know. When are your guys like peak hours of operation? Depends on the day. <laughs> My yeah. schedule just rotates. Yeah. yeah. Work nights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is peak time. This is the beginning of my peak operations. For those of you who don't have a clock in front of you, uh, the time is currently seven forty five. But probably yeah. different where you are. That's right. that's the time here. Yeah. <laughs> who knows like when you're listening? <laughs> <laughs> or where. But yeah, so basically the gist is I'm I'm fading out, but David is is only getting more more and more zoned in, more and more focused. Christine's just kind of a wild card because <laughs> she works night shifts. Um, but yeah, so we got a really cool um, topic um, today, or cool, I guess I should say, more significant. Um, I don't, I'll be honest, it's kind of a heavy hitter for me. Um, pretty serious topic. We're talking about pride today. I don't really know if I have any good like segue or anything other than that. Like, well, you, you clicked on the episode, oh, you good. Yeah. <laughs> know what we're talking about. It's a really significant issue, I'd say. It's one that I feel like most everyone kind of struggles with, but we're going to kind of just bring it to light, talk about it. Um, the conversation will probably end up taking like two halves. We're, we're probably going to talk about, okay, well, what is pride? But then really just talk about how scripture says we can combat this and how we can find freedom and, and victory from this. So if you're tuning into the first half, make sure you listen all the way through because the best stuff will probably come towards the end, but it'll be sprinkled in throughout, I imagine. Honestly, we don't really script these, so this is kind of just conversation pace. We just kind of take it as it comes, but we got our Bibles here, and that is the best content we could be sharing. So Absolutely. I guess I'll just tee it off with the question, like, what is pride? If we were to kind of, like, give it a definition. Pride is thinking more of yourself than you ought. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily thinking of yourself as better than others it's thinking spending more time thinking about who you are compared to others that's good yeah i really like that there's another quote kind of by c.s lewis that i really like too 
pride is the mother hen of all sin. Mm. Like it, I feel like pride just encompasses a lot of things that we struggle with. Like we're, we're just being selfish. We're thinking about ourselves. What do I want? What do I fill in the blank? You mm-hmm. know, um, it's just spending a lot of time thinking about yourself or doing things for yourself in a way that you shouldn't, in a way yeah. that's distracting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've heard it said it's like you're kind of like worshiping yourself. You're elevating yourself too much. Um, but like I just resonate with what both of you guys said. Um, where where did this kind of like come from? Where do we why why do we know about this? Why do we care? It's in the Bible. <laughs> right? Jesus That's says the, it's bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sunday school answer here, guys. God says it's bad That's in the bad, Bible. Right? But I mean, so pride, I mean, the the quote that you read, I think it's just hits it right on the head, Christine, that it's the mother hen of all sins. When you think back to to the garden of Adam and Eve, like the first sin was truly them thinking like oh well i can be like god like mm-hmm. wanting to be like god i'm i'm pretty sure i don't have the exact yeah quote reference here but there's go ahead. another like the f- original sin is the heart turning inward on itself because right. we're created to glorify god mm-hmm. and to praise god and bring honor to him and serve him and and love one another but pride is the heart instead of pointing in focusing on loving others we're solely focused on ourselves and that's the heart turning inward on itself it's not how it's supposed to be right yeah but it's become so natural to us yeah exactly and if we think about the greatest commandment too right love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind strength and then the the second which is love your neighbor as yourself pride comes in as kind of the epitome of everything that's not it's when you're mm-hmm. loving yourself more than anyone else and not loving God. It's always focused back at you. Yeah, um, exactly. And and I think it when when you think about it and it's like the most raw definition, right? Okay, pride is the heart turning inward. Love that. Um, that it's basically just glorifying yourself over what you're really created to be. It can be easy to be like, okay, yeah, that's bad, right? And we recognize that. I think the dangerous thing, the most dangerous thing about this, about this issue of pride, why it's often just really brought to the light and just discussed so openly is like it can become really subtle. It can mm-hmm. take so many subtleties in, in your life that you might not even notice, right? It can just kind of creep in because the reality is sin entered the world through one man and it spread to everyone. We all struggle with this problem of wanting to like, just being sinful from birth and like denying the Lord. I think we should clarify, too. It's important to take care of yourself, but today we're talking about when we do it too much. So maybe, like, a good question would be, how do you know when you're being prideful? That's that's a deep question there because pride is, I, I like to think of it as the invisible sin. It's really hard to see when you're being prideful. But it's so clear to everyone it's, else. It's clear to right. everyone around you, but when you're being prideful, it's not like, when you're stealing or lying, you you know when you're stealing or lying. It's a conscious choice. When you're prideful, you've just shifted your focus. It's it's hard to tell. Yeah. I think there's just like there's so many ways I think you can kind of learn to just catch on and realize how to recognize pride. I think two that come to mind are like when you have really big successes and when things are denied from you, you can kind of see these subtleties kind of come more to the surface like so when when things go really well when success comes like where your head goes when things go really good like does it go inward towards this thinking about man I, I've, 
I've done this. I've arrived, you know, or does it go outward towards, you know, the glory really isn't mine. The glory is the Lord who gave me the strength to, to do these things. And it's not even for me that I'm doing them. It's for him. Right. And the, the, the inverse is kind of true when like things go wrong. Right. Like the, the same subtleties can kind of come to the surface of like when, when something happens that like you have this desire and it's not fulfilled, whatever that could be, it could be something material, like a job, it could be a relationship. It could just basically like a need left unmet I think sometimes you can see that when you have that sense of entitlement like no I need this I deserve this this isn't right I was wrong by not having this that kind of shows like pride there but when you realize when things are denied of you it's like look all I really need is found in Christ is is found in who I am in Jesus like you know that's that's the right mindset that that Jesus wants us to have and you're kind of I've, I've just completely stopped my train of thought, but pride comes down to thanklessness a lot of the time. When when thanklessness, you can't, so when you can't thank someone other than yourself for something you've done, then you're being prideful. You're saying I'm the only one responsible for this accomplishment, for this achievement, and it's wrong. There's always someone else. There's always God who has helped you with that, who has been the source of it. And pride is when you are completely blind to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So follow-up question. If pride is an in- internal thing, why is it harmful? You know, like, do you know what I mean? Like, why is it damaging to the people around us? And why is it damaging to our spiritual walk? That's a good question. I think the, the first and easiest way to put it is pride is a form of idolatry. You're, mm-hmm. you're setting yourself up as a, a greater object than God. And so that damages, it's a direct damaging relationship on your relationship with Christ. When you are the center of your life, you're not walking closer toward Christ. You're walking away from him. And then the other thing is that when you're being prideful, you're setting a poor example for everyone around you. You're saying, I'm the, I'm the source of all my achievements. You can be like me. You can, you can be as good as I am. I'm, I'm the best at this. And you, it's easy to see that from an outside source and say, wow, they're a self-made person. They're really good at this. I can work hard and achieve this myself. And it fosters that feeling of pride in that person. But then it also fosters an idea of comparison. And comparison can also be its own form of pride. I'm I'm going on and on, but but go off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what you're so saying just so true. It's not necessarily when you look at someone and say, "Oh, I'm better than them." It can be, "Oh, I'm worse than them." Pride is that idea of saying, "I'm the center of the universe, and everything around me is compared relative to me." Right. I, I like that analogy that you said, you know, it's when you're thinking of yourself as the center. And mm-hmm. I think I've just noticed whenever that happens, whenever I've stumbled in that area is like you're trying to find fulfillment in something that the world can offer. And the reality is we were not made to be fulfilled by the things of this world. Right. God made them, and made them good. But ultimately, he made them to point us back to him. Like we're supposed to be worshiping the creator, not the creation. Right. Like we were made to glorify the Lord. And that's like what you have to kind of realize at its core and not because like that's something that like God like denying you of anything good. The reality is 
he's not. The most fulfilled thing you can do is realize how much you have in Jesus, not as opposed to yourself. Like First John, I think it's two fifteen through seventeen says like you know don't love the things of this world. Um, whoever the world and its desires are going to pass away, but I think verse seventeen says whoever does the will of God, you know, will live forever. Just like realizing that what you have in Christ is so much bigger than the world. Pride just makes us useless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we're not called to find fulfillment in praising our own achievements. We're we're called to find fulfillment in praising God for our achievements. Yeah, and God hates pride. Mm-hmm. All throughout the Proverbs, it talks about how God hates pride because it pulls away from His glory. Well, He's always He's fully always glorified. Glorified, but it distracts us from glorifying Him. Like I think through like. Um, let me find the verse. I want to say Proverbs. There's Proverbs 6, 16. There's a lot in Proverbs. Yeah, sorry. I'm looking at a ton of verses right now. Yeah, so Proverbs 6, 16. Thank Let's you. see if I Pride can Pride goes find. before destruction, humility, no. precedes honor. No, 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 no. I mean, that is in Proverbs, though. That is Proverbs. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> okay, I've, I've got my reference. I'll read that while Christine's finding hers. Uh, s- Proverbs 6, 16 through... S- 17 just for for briefness but there are six things the lord hates no seven things he detests haughty eyes a lying tongue hands that kill the innocent and the the idea of haughty eyes i guess this is niv no nlt but it's the idea of i'm i'm the greatest haughty eyes i'm i'm looking looking at myself and nothing around me can touch me i'm i'm the best thing there is and that's that's made the list of God's seven de- most detestable things. Yeah, that's actually the passage I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally two chapters off, and I was like, why can't I find it? That's why. Yeah, that's so good. Like, yeah, the Lord hates pride. It, it distracts from our purpose because we become so focused on ourselves, and we start doing things that, our flesh wants instead of walking in the spirit and walking closer to Jesus and giving all the praise and all the glory to him. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, I think you got it perfectly there. I, something just came to mind. I mean, so when you think about pride there, there is kind of the obvious outwardly show, right? We talked about subtleties a little bit already of like, okay, yeah, just that outward denial of just wanting of realizing what you're really created for. I feel like pride can also take the f- like a really um, low-key kind of form of like realizing that you are flawed, realizing there is a problem, but almost just like, I don't know if false humility is quite the word for it, but like, um, yeah, I feel like when I describe it, you'll know the word. Like feeling like I know I'm, I'm bad, but like there's nothing, like, like Jesus can't fully fix me. Um, like self-pity almost in a sense. Self-deprecation. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean... John 5 comes to mind. Um, I, this this kind of really hit home for me one time. The Jesus is going to um, this place of like, this like natural spring that like was known to like cause like healing or miracles. And he sees this guy, this invalid guy who'd been like, I think it was paralyzed for, or, or just had some sort of disability for 38 years. 38 years of this guy's life, he, he had this problem. And Jesus asked him, you know, do you want to get well, right? And, and he makes the excuse saying like, I, I can't. Like, mm-hmm. basically, the bottom line of what he says is, like, I, I'm, I'm not good enough to get well. Like, because he's thinking on his own standards, his own accord. And, and Jesus heals him. But, like, his the, the gratefulness, the thankfulness isn't really there. And I, I feel like what stood out to me when I when I read that was just 
we you gotta also realize that uh, it's all kind of coming together that like you're you can't deal with your own sin right uh, i don't know if that quite gets it right but like yeah jesus is really the only one who can provide like he's the only one who really should be on the throne and mm-hmm. and even just thinking the <laughs> the words aren't quite coming but like it's yeah I th- I think where you're trying to go with this is the idea that this this false humility, this self-deprecation, is where you're thinking less of yourself than you ought. You're thinking right, like oh woe is me, like right. I can't do this, I'm, I can't. I'm worthless. Do right. you know what you're saying? Like yeah. you're you're calling God a liar. You're saying God doesn't fully know me. God isn't fully powerful. He's right. not omnipotent. He right. he can't do this. And you don't know what God says about right. that. Proverbs twenty six twelve says, Do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There's more hope for a fool than him. Mm. Right. It's yeah. It's it's another form of, of pride. pride. Yeah. So like, I guess like a practical example would be like if you're if you're struggling with something or the sin that like you obviously know is a struggle is a problem and you don't believe that Jesus died for that you don't believe you can find healing and, and obviously sometimes you don't think that out loud but just like realizing there is we're kind of now shifting towards the how do you find freedom from this how do you find victory realizing there's no condemnation for it like jesus when when you repent when you come before god and bring your sins before him like he has paid it all in full like i think that that is one of the biggest ways to combat pride is realize your debts have been paid not by anything that you've done right there's like a, a perspective shift that comes with that. Mm-hmm. It's like realizing it's all on him and none of it's on you. It's preaching the gospel to yourself, just to co- quote Carson Slater. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got to tell tell yourself the gospel. Like Jesus did die on the cross for what I did, and he did pay the full penalty. And reminding yourself of that over and over again is something that's really important. And having brothers and sisters come along your side and... Um, even like confessing that sin that you feel like you're not getting mm-hmm. over. Like, so I just read Lamentations, super depressing book. <laughs> I was like, why am I okay? Like, I'm, of course I'm reading because it's in scripture, but I was like, why did I pick <laughs> Lamentations, Lamentations today? <laughs> laments. <laughs> and so I, I love laments though. I love laments. So like scripture says it's better to be in a house of mourning um, mm. than like a house of like celebration or a house of praise because it gets our perspective mm-hmm. back on the Lord. It's like a, pride and a pride thing it gets the pride like it eliminates pride you know mm-hmm. um so i was like lord <laughs> when is this gonna get <laughs> like happy because i'm reading this and it's like these people are dying and just like all these crazy things i want to say um lamentations chapter three a really good chapter to read um if you want to lament before the lord because you need to confess that sin because when you feel like you're struggling with something in you're just not conquering it with the with the Lord. The, I don't know if that makes sense. Um, yeah, when you're not you finding need, the victory. You need yeah. to surrender it. Mm-hmm. And the way you surrender it is saying, Lord, help. <laughs> just put your hands up, you know. Um, and then read Lamentations chapter 3. Yeah. Um, really good. And it just talks about like how he just feels like he's in heavy chains and he cries out, but he doesn't feel like his prayers are being heard. Um but that the Lord, it says the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. The Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. So put your hope in him and surrender each day, maybe every hour, maybe every minute. And ask the Lord to help you through that. Because when you, 
are having that like, well, I can never get over this. You're holding on to that sin still, you know, and that's super prideful. That's like Mm -hmm. ultra prideful. Like the Lord is going to press you down. He is not going to exalt you. He is not going to lift you up. He's, he wants you to come to repentance. The, the idea that, that you can out sin Christ's yeah. sacrifice. No. <laughs> so, prideful. so prideful. Hello. <laughs> and yet and yet like it's it's one thing that's just so easy to point fingers at, but like you gotta realize like that's like it can just pop up so quickly and so subtly. And like that is a strategy that the enemy is using and you have to be actively guarding against it. Hence like talking about it, hence combating it with scripture, memorizing the word, renewing your mind. Yeah. And Sorry, having, please continue. I having, just like renewing having, your mind being so in true. scripture. And I have another verse when you're done. Yeah, having an attitude of thankfulness is the other thing. Thankfulness and praise. When when you're praising God for the victory that he will give you over sin or when you're praising God for the 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 blessings that he's given you in your life, the accomplishments that you have, you're sh- you're showing that you are not thinking of yourself first. It's always that that God-centered focus. And when you're focused on God and praising him for what he's doing, there's no room for you thinking about how wonderful or how terrible you are. Yeah. And I'm going to read one more verse to you. So Lamentations 3:31 through 33. So three more. It says, <laughs> For no one is abandoned by the Lord forever. Amen. Though he brings grief, he also shows compassion because of the greatness of his unfailing love. He does not enjoy hurting people or causing them sorrow. Yeah. So realize who you are in comparison to the Lord. Yeah. I mean, other places in scripture, it says like, you know, we don't have a high priest referring to Jesus in Hebrews. that's like unable to empathize with us. It's like Jesus was fully human. He, he knew the struggles and yet he wants to get in there and, and free us of that. Um, another one just comes to mind along the same lines is like Galatians 2.20. It's like, you've been crucified with Christ. It's not you who live. It's Jesus who lives in you. And I think really just what we're kind of pounding this down to here and like this second part of how to find freedom from pride, right? It's obviously not hard to realize it's a struggle. It's subtle. But like realizing one, the perspective change that comes from knowing Jesus, that your sins are fully paid on the account of his name, right? That you have new life and no condemnation in Christ, fully forgiven from your sins there's no you cannot out sin jesus i love that that you said that david i think it's just so true and then i'd even add to that there's like a focus change with it like how to continually be on the offensive against it comes with this focus change of like what our life is really about right i think the second half of that galatians verse says like the life i live is uh, i don't know maybe i'll have to pull it up it's it's yeah it's ah man it's Hold on, Galatians 2.20. This is important, so it's coming up. Galatians 6 also has some stuff about pride and what we mm-hmm. what we boast in and where our worth is found. So the life I live, I live in the body. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things that, like, when I think of it, I'm like, man, what's the second half, right? <laughs> I'm so like, I sorry. Know I know what it says, I but I don't want to butcher it. But I haven't. For Yeah. So, but the gist is, like, your life is not about you. Bottom line. And we're called into a kingdom that is going to last forever. That is the most amazing thing ever because it's glorifying the the one true sovereign God. And living a life for that is is how you find fulfillment and and meaning. And you 
have to realize in your day-to-day strivings, right, when, when things come up, um, I mean, for me personally, like being at engineering school, it's just the culture is just you are trying to go through this um, basically situation, this this process to mm-hmm. build a name for yourself, to to make money, to fulfill this this dream of becoming something, becoming someone. Right. And the reality is in Jesus, you are identified as as a son, a child of God, just by calling on his name for the forgiveness of your sins. You do not have to prove anything else. And then you continue to walk with him. Right. And and you get to just delight in that new life that you have, not going on to prove anything else, but realizing that there's going to be one day you're going to be in his presence fully fulfilled, right? That he's going to make all things new. And it's nothing you do. Our, our, our works are filthy rags before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's that it's perspective change and it's a focus change. Focus on Christ. Live to glorify him and... All the pressures on him. He's he's already done it, and he's done it. And he and I, the reason we have the Bible is because it just shows that he has never failed us. It's Absolutely. just continuous time and time again. Old Testament, New Testament. It's saying the same thing. God is a good God. He's sl- he's quick to show mercy. He's slow to anger. He he's he's crazy about you. He loves you and desires to know you. True life, true humility, mm-hmm. the victory over pride is never going to come by anything you're going to do. You're never going to beat it on your own, but you're going to beat it by realizing that you're made new in Jesus. So we could talk about this for a while. I know this is like just a scratching the surface conversation, but like really the heartbeat is just to encourage you guys to go in and look into these promises your own. I mean, Lamentations chapters. Is just, uh, it's five. It's short. <laughs> just go read the whole like, book. Read yeah. Lamentations, read, read Galatians, read mm-hmm. John chapter five. John, um, yeah. I do quick have, uh, there was a request that was made to me uh, to end this one off. Um, Shelby's, uh, my sister, who's often on the podcast, is out um, in the foyer. And she was like, I'm fine not being on it, but you got to read this one verse for me. Um, She's going to be on the one, the the next episode we're going to release. And I'm actually going to step off for it. But it was Isaiah uh, 57. And of course, now that I pulled up Galatians, um, I got it right here. It's Isaiah 57. 15, I'm pretty sure. I just want to check that I got her right. It reads this, just to kind of close it off. For this is what the high and exalted one says. He who lives forever, whose name is holy, I live in a high and holy place, but also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit, to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. Just remember, like, it's God who's going to be the one who's going to restore you. He's Amen. the one who's going to bring the fulfillment. You're, you're going to be, our sin breaks us, right? But we have a Savior who's makes us whole and just delight in that so glory to god quick end note there um per the request and i think it's just so true so yeah we love you guys and we hope you're encouraged we'll see you next time